Hello. Hi. You got your tea? We're here because we're starting a podcast. We are. What's the podcast called then? It's called Sanity. Like tea. Like tea. <laughs> Cheers, me. Cheers. Cheers. That didn't make any sound. Cheers. That was better. Hi, Jeremy. Hi. Hi, Nan. What's Hi. up? Not much. What's up with you? We're filming a podcast. We are filming a podcast. What podcast? Sanity. Sanity podcast. Like tea. T-E-A. T-E-A. The kind you drink. And if you can hear nibbling in the background, that's my guinea pigs. Eating cardboard. They're eating cardboard. They're eating their house because apparently they don't need a house. No. They just mm -hmm. need food. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Muffin. I agree with you. <laughs> Um, we're going to be talking about uh, derealization and depersonalization. We're talking about depersonalization and derealization. Yes. But who allows us to bring you these podcasts? BetterHelp. Our yeah. friends at BetterHelp. Yeah, it's an online uh, therapy and counseling service. Um, they're very affordable. It's all online. You can text phone call or video call. Uh, your counselor who they match you up with right right there based on criteria that you set mm -hmm. and you can change your therapist slash counselor if you do not like them mm -hmm. we did that we use better help and we did change our counselor once and we've been with the counselor we have now must have been like six seven months yeah Longer for a, at least six months better help is really good <clears throat> because I don't know, some people can't leave the house to do face-to-face -face therapy. And a lot of people say, like, well, it's better to have face-to-face -face therapy, but you're forgetting that not all people have the ability to do that. You might be disabled, you might travel a lot. You can't always keep hold of one therapist if you're not in the same place. So BetterHelp is a fantastic alternative if you're unable to have face-to-face -face therapy, and it can be, for some people, just as good. So if you are looking to try some less stressful therapy or you're having trouble getting face-to-face -face therapy, we absolutely do recommend checking out BetterHelp and you can contact them by using our link, betterhelp.com forward slash sanity podcast. Check it out, guys. Yay. Hooray. Should we go straight on to... Let's go straight in. Straight into it. Straight in the deep end. Straight, straight in. Balls deep. Sorry. All the way, all the way to all the, the balls. Way, all the way to the balls. Oh no. Yes. So where do we want to start? Depersonalization or derealization? Well, they're um, both, I guess, would you call them subcategories of dissociation? They're definitely types of dissociation. I wouldn't call them subcategories. Well, they, they might be, yeah, because you can't, yeah, they are both types of dissociation. But then again, you can dissociate without having derealization or depersonalization. This is true. So maybe not subcategories. But... How would you define dissociation, not as an umbrella term, but as a specific, a specific phenomenon, occurrence? I would describe dissociation as being removed from the here and now. I don't know, in evolutionary terms, dissociation would be described as playing dead. Mm -hmm. It's a numbness, a shutdown, a removal of your experience of the world around you and your your experience of being yourself. 
So dissociation is a way that your brain can disconnect from the world around you and from, in some cases, your memories. So you can experience things like dissociative catatonia, dissociative amnesia. All those things are categories of types of dissociation that we can explain to you in, in later episodes and I've covered on dissociated as well. But dissociation is a very broad category. It is. Um, it essentially, like means like removal from mm -hmm. and so when we say derealization we are referring to the removal of awareness of this is real and depersonalization is the removal of i am, I am a person i am real yeah so with derealization a lot of people describe it as <clears throat> feeling as though the world around you isn't real Mm -hmm. I know before I knew that this was the way to describe it, I've always said it feels like I'm living in a video game and the people around me are just sort of NPC characters mm -hmm. and somebody else is controlling the joystick, essentially. It can be like watching yourself from a third-person perspective. Some people consider it as watching um, the world through a fog or like from behind a glass, feeling very removed from the world and other people around you? Well, derealization and depersonalization, they feel kind of similar in that it doesn't feel real and there's that removal, that glass between yourself and your body or yourself and reality. Mm -hmm. To me, when I'm derealized, and the world kind of looks like a doll's house. Everything looks really artificial. Mm. And I can't really make myself believe that anything is real, that mm -hmm. anything is actually there. Even though my five senses can interact with it, it does not compute in my head as this is real. Feels this is happening. Dull. Yeah. Like dulled down. And it's different than like apathetic depression. Mm, yeah. Because that is also, everything is dull. I don't know, I it's think It's still that... kind of aware that it's real. It's yeah. just dull. But when it's derealization, it's very much like, it doesn't matter how in your face it is or how hard your experience is, it just doesn't seem real. It's like wandering around in a dream. It's just mm -hmm. the way that your brain is processing things. It's detaching <clears> you. <throat> so my therapist has described dissociation as a whole as your front brain, your conscious brain, putting its feet up and letting your subconscious brain do the work. So it's kind of taking your conscious and putting it in like a hmm. a lower mode so I that it's see. not processing to as high an extent as it usually would. I've never heard that before. I, I, I think that that's very interesting. It definitely has the visualization to go with the idea of... The senses are still picking up information. Information is still going in there. Mm -hmm. Logically, you know, nothing has indicated that this is not real life, but... Mm -hmm. Nothing's changed. It just feels <clears throat> wrong. Because it's, it's going straight past your immediate processes and mm -hmm. it's being processed by the lower areas of your brain, like your hind brain mm -hmm. um, and your brainstem and areas like that, which are generally tied straight into evolutionary survival type mechanisms rather than your your forebrain your logical brain that processes things as are in a very logical way when it comes to 
depersonalization. Like you said, it's the same kind of thing of things not feeling real, but it's more about you as an individual and others mm -hmm. as individuals rather than your experience of the world. Mm -hmm. So it's, I'm not real. I don't exist. Um, I'm not a real person. Feels kind of like you're a puppet or a character in a video game. Uh, Somebody yeah. else is controlling <laughs> you. It's kind of like you're watching an episode of your life yeah. on, on TV. You're watching it from above and you're watching this person go through things and it's like, I logically know that's me. Usually I think that that's me or the body I use. You know what, what it's kind of like? What? You know when you get um, deja vu mm -hmm. and you're sort of experiencing things and you're thinking, feels like it's happened before. This mm -hmm. doesn't feel like it's happening right now. This doesn't feel like me. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards you realize it's like, oh, well, I, I feel like that's happened before. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that, but all the time of sort of a removal and watching yourself experience something and thinking, mm -hmm. This isn't quite right. Does that make sense? It's not exactly the same, but it's I'm the closest sorry. I can explain. I'm not firing on all cylinders. I'm sure <laughs> that it. I'm sure that it makes sense. I'm not sure if it does. It's not a direct <clears throat> comparison, but it's it's the closest that I can think of as something that is regularly experienced by people who don't experience dissociation, depersonalization, derealization. I don't think I've ever felt deja vu before. You've this never is, felt deja vu? This is probably why. Really? Well, it's never like I've gone somewhere and it's been like, oh, I've been here before, or oh, I've done this. I mean, I guess is it the same as like doing a routine? Like I go down here and clean the guinea pig cage mm. and it's like, oh, I've cleaned the guinea pig cage before. It's not like that. No, it's almost like you're seeing a memory as it's happening. Oh, okay. It's like you're living something and it's right, almost like, you know when you've got something right on the tip of your tongue mm -hmm. and you can almost say it's like right there. Mm -hmm. It's like that and you're thinking it and you're like, it's as though you've dreamed it already, but you mm -hmm. can't quite remember the dream and now you're living it. Mm. It's as though there's been a prediction of something I and see. it's coming true, but you can't predict what's going to happen until it has happened and then it, it's happened and you you kind of snap out of it and you're like whoa I got a really big sense of deja vu there where you knew that what has just happened was about to happen that's a really hard thing to describe isn't it um it's not quite like what you maybe I experienced it oh do I experience de 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 deja wow do I experience deja vu weird do you guys experience deja vu like that? Well, we're off topic. We're Sorry. getting off topic. <laughs> we're talking about depersonalization, the removal of one's of one being present in the here and the now. I am interested though if if other people experience deja vu like me or if people haven't experienced deja vu like you. I I don't know what you mean by it because like it's I said, experiencing I, something you feel like has happened before. Well, I mean, I've had my I've had worse fears come true. I've had things happen and been like, oh, I'm kicking myself. But this episode... That's not it, though. This episode but is not on deja vu. It's not on deja vu. It's on depersonalization. <laughs> it is. The removal of one's conscious self I'm from... I'm just wondering if, like, if deja vu is like almost like a subcategory of dissociation because it's your brain removing yourself from the awareness of what's happening right now. Or processing it maybe at a slower pace. Like a slower rate of time, which is why you Honestly, feel like it's happened before. I have no idea. I have no idea because I don't have any point of reference. Yeah, it's hard. Sorry, I'm just wondering to myself. Let me know what you think, guys. But yeah, back back on topic. I'm just sorry. I'm thinking as we're going. It's oh. I've never thought of that before. Anyway, if somebody can explain deja vu to me, other than 
my terrible explanation, apparently. <laughs> Jeremy needs help. Help. Do you have any ways that you would describe depersonalization or derealization as being helpful? Because it is a survival mechanism like dissociation is. Are there any situations you've come across where you've been glad that you've been depersonalized or derealized? Well, yeah. Um, a lot of the time when, um, when our system was homeless at the beginning of 2019, a lot of the time it kind of felt like there was moments of deep panic. So deep. And I would be paralyzed by that panic. But... Usually it was just kind of like, oh, now it's time to get on the bus. Oh, I missed the bus. Okay, now it's time to walk three miles. Oh, mm -hmm. I probably need to eat some food. It was like, it was like a video game. That was more derealization than depersonalization. Yeah. And that kept me going. Even in circumstances like that, you're still feeling emotion. You can still feel panic, but it just doesn't grab us deep. Mm -hmm. Like it depends on the depths of derealization. Like during that time that was, it was so stressful and so scary. Oftentimes I didn't feel anything. Reality was simply a game that I was playing. Though I felt like myself, I didn't, like I felt depersonalization before where I don't feel like I'm a real person. Mm. Like not just like, oh, I'm an alter. I'm not a real person. More like I don't, I don't exist. exist. And I felt that before. I felt like I existed back then when I was really, in the stressful situation, but it was like to a lesser degree. Mm -hmm. Like I was a paper cutout doll of Jeremy doing these video game basic tasks. Like, mm -hmm. oh, time to go to the storage unit. Oh, okay, we have to make sure we eat something. It's like to gather XP almost. Mm -hmm. It's like grinding mm -hmm. in a game yeah. or something. Yeah. It's really common for people to experience that kind of dissociation, especially derealization. Mm -hmm. And well, both really, when you're experiencing something traumatic, it's, it's, it's a type of um, secondary dissociation. So if you're experiencing a trauma, a lot of people describe having almost like <coughs> watching themselves from the ceiling or watching the trauma happen to them from across the room. Yeah, that's that, happened. Yeah, that kind of out of body experience, a lot of people call it, is a type of dissociation. You're dissociating from it. You become depersonalized, derealized. It's not happening to you. This isn't mm -hmm. real life. You can almost see it from an external perspective. And that's your brain removing yourself from the situation because it's too traumatic or difficult to process. <clears throat> so your brain takes the difficult, traumatic and disruptive nature of the experience and kind of pushes you away from it. So if you've ever had something like that, happen to you when you've seen yourself from across the room or something like that or you suddenly don't feel real or suddenly feel as though the world around you is not quite real not quite solid or isn't the way it should be then that could be depersonalization derealization it's um it is a defense mechanism mm. because if one isn't so emotionally attached to a situation one can think more logically. So if a situation is presented in an objective view, like in derealization, then it's more like, okay, I can do these tasks. I can do these tasks. I don't have to feel like I'm still feeling, but I'm not connecting with the feelings that I'm having. You're not overwhelmed by them. Yeah. And so in that way I can survive better. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with depersonalization. It's like, oh, this is just a body that I'm moving around. Robot. This is just, uh, this is just 
like it's a little different than being an altar and moving around Nan's body mm -hmm. because though I am depersonalized from this body I still feel like I'm in this body like mm -hmm. I'm using it but it's more like you're a puppet master Mm -hmm. when you're depersonalized and it's like oh okay well this puppet is in a dangerous situation right now but that's okay because I'm not this puppet and this puppet can go ahead and do whatever whatever's mm. happening to the puppet sometimes to me it feels the other way around where I'm the puppet and something is controlling me it's yeah. like being on autopilot yeah these things are sometimes known as DPDR depersonalization derealization but even though we're describing it in and telling you ways it can useful and things like that it's not a conscious decision mm -mm. and also it's not something that the brain normally in terms of general development should be doing for long periods of time because mm -hmm. emotions are extremely important for yes, you to process the world around you and things that are happening to you it does not make you a better person or a more successful or higher developed person to live without emotions that is not like the next level of evolution or anything like that. In my mind, emotions are very important and we know that logically through what we know about biology and psychology. So if you are having extended periods of DPDR, then that is a larger symptoms of dissociation. So there may be something going on there because this is not something that your average person will be experiencing all the time. It's like a it's like a PTSD trauma thing a lot of it's the time. It's trauma it? related, yeah. Yeah. The brain it's has learned that that's response. safer. Secondary response to secondary. trauma. Secondary. Yeah. Secondary dissociation. I see. There's three types. There's primary, secondary, and tertiary. Tertiary is when you get to the point of developing DID and OSDD. PTSD can be developed around the time of primary and also in secondary, but secondary is when you start to have more than one ego state take on a separateness which is why people can see themselves from an external perspective and you can remove yourself from how you feel about the situation that's the <coughs> dpdr whereas in primary dissociation that's more about just memories so the ptsd of just having memories removed and amnesia and not feeling connected to or processing memory of trauma as it happens that's also a type of dissociation though. yeah these are all types like but, removal of memories and stuff yeah these are all types of dissociations. Mm -hmm. Primary dissociation, secondary dissociation, and tertiary dissociation mm. are all different types of dissociative responses to trauma, varying in their degree of intensity, I suppose. I, I guess. I guess so. But That's what we were taught at that thing I went to, the oh. Um, learning oh, okay. thing, the workshop. All right. You don't like thinking that anybody's trauma is worse oh, God, than no, no, no. somebody else's. No, I don't mean like that at all. Um, trauma to one person may be completely life-destroying. Somebody else could experience the same trauma and barely be affected by it. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter how bad your trauma was because you could respond to the level of tertiary dissociation or you could respond to the level of primary dissociation. It really does depend on who you are and how your brain works. Mm -hmm. And what kind of level of development you are at and what kind of environment you had. There is no such thing as it wasn't bad enough mm -hmm. for me to have this disorder or it wasn't serious enough or I shouldn't be as traumatized as I am. 
trauma is diverse, humans are diverse, whatever happened, if you responded how you responded, then that's your truth. That's what happened. Yeah, there, there is no such thing as a worse or better. I mean, it's not like one would consciously go, oh, I'm going to decide to have um, depersonalization, derealization disorder. I'm just going to choose that. That's now my thing. Yeah, yeah. People aren't going to, like, want, if a brain comes up with that as a survival mechanism and it keeps going back to that, that's what the brain did. Yeah. That's what the brain did to survive because the brain is an organ and the brain is there to keep the body alive. Yeah. People usually respond to dissociation at higher levels if they're fight or flight response. So that's short term. A lot of people know it's fight or flight, but the full term is it's fight, flight, fawn, freeze mm-hmm. response. I think there's another F now, <clears throat> but that's like the go-to for the body when in a traumatic or dangerous situation. If that doesn't work, it goes to the most basal survival instinct, which is dissociate which you would see in the animal kingdom as play dead Mm -hmm. and the more your fight or flight responses prove to not be successful when faced with dangerous situations the more your brain is going to skip that and go straight to dissociation Mm -hmm. which it knows works because you survived using that so that's why some people have a higher tendency to dissociate than others Mm -hmm. some people are also born with the ability to dissociate to higher levels naturally than others just because of the way their brain chemistry is it's very individual Mm -hmm. it is very individual and so nobody needs to compare themselves to anybody else Mm -mm, everybody's trauma is valid in the way it affected them yeah and everyone's experience is valid yeah absolutely and so i don't know i know that I suppose it would be another type of dissociation in and of itself for somebody to go, my trauma wasn't bad enough. I don't know why my brain developed PTSD, CPTSD, Mm. DID, a dissociative disorder. I don't know why, because my trauma wasn't bad enough. It's removing oneself from the truth. Yeah, it's denial because it's, again, it's your brain trying to keep you safe from... How traumatizing and difficult that was. And that's okay. It's okay to not look at the intensity all the time. I doubt we would be able to survive if we looked at the intensity all the time. This Mm. is kind of why we split as children is because our brain couldn't look. We couldn't survive. We We couldn't exist looking at that stuff all the time. Yeah, it just wasn't possible. And also, if you do develop PTSD any time in your life, or if during childhood you developed DID or OSDD, that doesn't make you weaker than Mm. somebody else who experienced the same thing and didn't develop PTSD, CPTSD, DID, OSDD. That doesn't mean that you are less capable, less able, or less deserving of a good life. Mm. It means that perhaps you didn't have the same healthy or safe environment to recover. Perhaps your brain was more likely to dissociate than someone else. Maybe you had unhealthy, unstable connections to your primary caregivers. Maybe your brain was working at a little bit of a higher, more creative level than somebody else's. There are so many factors. It is not just down to, I was weak or Mm. I wasn't able to, or somehow I secretly wanted this and it's all my fault. No, it has Mm. nothing to do with that. You are valid. Do not compare yourself to other people. Every single event that happened from the beginning of somebody's life, the beginning of a system's life up until this point right now, 
every bit of information, every bit of information is stored and it and it manipulates and changes the way the brain is formed. Everybody's brain brain is so individual. Yeah, and so, everyone's experience is individual. Two experiences really can't be compared. Well, you know how some people see a colour and one person will think it's blue and one person will think it's green? Or if it's sort of like a fuchsia colour, someone will say that's red, someone will say that's pink. They're both mm -hmm. looking at the same thing. You can have two people having the exact same experience and they will come away with completely different views of it. Mm -hmm. That's normal and valid too. It is. It doesn't mean one is right and one is wrong, because in some situations, there isn't a right or wrong. Sometimes things just are. Yeah. Mm. And that's okay. Is it time for positivity? I think it's time for positivity. Good tea. Good tea! Oh yeah, positivity! positivity. I like that. <laughs> I like it because Kyle made it up. Aww. Kyle <laughs> is my primary protector in the dissociated system, and Kyle is dating Jeremy. He's my boyfriend. But I'm just Jeremy's best friend. Yeah, I'm not dating you. Get no, out of here. I'm engaged to your host. Where's my phone? Yeah, if you guys would like to tweet into us at Sanity Podcast or leave a comment in the YouTube channel descriptions because we have a YouTube channel for Sanity where you can watch the uncut or pretty much uncut filming mm -hmm. <laughs> and see our faces and our real-time reactions as we record this. And at the end of every series, we'll be uploading a lot of bloopers too from each series that's come before. But yeah, a tweet, in, <laughs> tweet in or comment in using the hashtag positivity or good tea, T-E-A, like a cup of tea, and tell us what's happened to you this week. Tell us your good news. Okay. Just don't get panicking. You're panicking. <laughs> I'm not panicking. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So Ember at Ember Doll Siren says at Sanity Podcast, hey, you guys, my good tea is that I recently hit a year and a half clean from... Um, a certain terrible drug. And I've been seeing regularly my trauma therapist. Thank Yay. you guys for all the love you guys share. Well Thank done. you, Amber. Sorry I butchered your post. post. Your post. post. Huge achievement. Congratulations. That's incredible. <clears throat> Keep going. Keep it up. That's that hard. is amazing. It's really hard so work. So worth it. You but it. you're worth it. You're and worth it. your life is worth it. So good job. Good job, Zeth. From L MLM Fanny at Sanity Podcast, hashtag positivity, hashtag good tea. I've been practicing grounding techniques I learned from y'all and my therapist, and it's been working really well for me. Who knew a good old sniff of eucalyptus oil would make me focus? LMAO. <laughs> I'm really glad that it's working for you. Aromatherapy is, is quite effective, isn't it? It is. I like to use um, like lava bead bracelets and things. I got you guys oh, one too. Yeah, yeah. You can put little drops of aromatherapy oil in there so whenever you get dissociated or if like me you brush your hair away from your face a lot you'll get a little whiff of a strong scent that can be quite grounding so that can help you stay in the here and now which is really helpful oh my god i have to read this okay okay <gasps> oh these are the pictures of guinea pigs here's oh! a little baby so at sanity podcast my good tea positivity is that baby lopez which is a baby guinea pig is recovering very well from his sec second surgery in two weeks he's still a happy zoomy boy despite everything and he's been taking his oh. meds very well so proud of my brave boy oh, oh. thank you you're yeah, that's that's amazing I'm really glad your guinea pig is doing well. It's 
He is such a cutie pie. He's so cute. So damn cute. This, if you're on YouTube, this is Muffin. He says, congratulations, Lopez. Aww. He's so much bigger than Lopez. Lopez is a little, 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 little tiny boy. And Muffin's a big boy. You got anything to say to the people, Muffin? No? I don't want to say anything. That's okay. He's a good boy. Okay, he's going back now. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read one more and then you can read one more and then that's, that's, that's what we're doing. Aang from at Aang the Grand Bender. Gender Bender? Oh. G-N-D-R-B-N-D-R? That's probably it. Hi, Aang. At Sanity, my good tea or positivity is that by the time this pod is released, post, I guess. No pod, like podcast. Oh, this pod is released. I'll be 21 and I didn't think I was going to get there. Mood. Also, I came out to my church friends and they were super accepting. Really glad oh, you made it to 21. That feels so good. Congratulations on making it so far. Mm -hmm. And It can be hard when you don't expect that you're going to reach a certain age. I never mm -hmm. thought I would make it out of my teens. Once you get past that point, it's kind of like, <clears> well, <throat> I plan to be dead by now, so what do I do? <laughs> but I'm glad that you made it and things are gonna work out. I'm really glad you're still here because you deserve to be and you're important and you have a reason to be here and I'm really glad that your church friends were accepting. That's very, very validating. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you have some validating people in your life. Okay. Wanna read one more? One more. Andrew Hall at Potluck Gentleman says, at Sanity Podcast, we found an absolutely wonderful friend group that accepts my system and for the first time I'm actually excited for our future instead of giving in to the old fears and anxieties that tell me I shouldn't. <gasps> hashtag good tea, hashtag positivity. Aww, yes. I'm so glad. Amazing for your whole system. I'm mm -hmm. so happy for you guys. Oh, that's awesome. That that's excellent. So Yay. That okay. was some good positivity. That was. Remember, positivity. it's not all doom and gloom, guys. It's functional. It's functional. <laughs> Life is not bad. I want that on a t-shirt. Hashtag, it's functional. <laughs> Me, who? It's functional. What? Thanks for tuning in, guys. Don't forget to have a look at our YouTube and Twitter if you'd like to see ways to interact with us or would like to watch us doing the filming. Don't forget to check out our incredible sponsor, BetterHelp, at betterhelp.com forward slash sanity and i guess we will see you guys in the next episode sounds good see you later guys bye bye fantastic <laughs> that clink did not work that did not bye.